Hey everyone, we're doing a fucking Misfits album this week. Fucking on point. God, you're you're good people. Okay. Um hey, we got Cliff and Chuck with us. Hi. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Finally. Yeah. Finally here. This has been our most cursed episode for quite a while. I'm glad that we're sitting Mm -hmm. down to do it. Are you recording? Because the only episode that's more uh cursed is the one that we recorded and then didn't didn't actually release. I am, but right now I'm looking at the uh, microphone volumes <laughs> to make sure that they're moving. Just <laughs> um, a little shot. God, is it cursed or is it... Um, I, I'm a racer in my words. Is it cursed or is it actually a good thing because all of us are here and we're drinking and t- um, tomorrow's Sunday? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, we're recording, what, five days late, right? Mm-hmm. Because life and such, this was supposed to be the album we spoke about the last time me and Cliff were on, which is what like three weeks ago. <laughs> weeks ago, yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to talk about this album <laughs> three weeks ago. I called right. that one off. But I it, called it off yeah, the first so time. Two yeah, weeks and instead, five days late. Okay. Yeah, but it, but but instead, you made us listen to Ghost of Nezzy again, and Marky Mark, and who else? Uh, Dad Tales. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. everyone likes Dad Tales. Fuck Marky Mark. <laughs> and Ghost of Nessie, the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for the only uh, conjoined twins that are actually joined at the urethra. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, question for the show. Uh, we have some podcast questions. Um, this one is from Pale Hippo. Whenever, okay, so they are joined, Ghost and Nessie are joined at the urethra. Whenever Ghost pees, does it come out of Nessie's butt? And does, whenever Nessie pees, does it come out of Ghost's butt? What do you guys think? I, I'm almost wondering if it comes out of their mouth. Mm. Yeah, it's, they're, it's, they're still, um, like, they're not, they're upside down, so they're not facing each other. So it's urethra attached, but it's like ones at the head, ones at the like tips and tails, kind of, you know. Oh, so they're so like they're like they're like sixty nine <clears throat> connected. Yeah. Well, exactly. then if that's 60- the case, then like the butt's probably the only entrance and exit point, really. I mean, it wouldn't make sense. Like, it's just too much to travel. You know what I mean? Like by that time, like all force would be gone. 
How do they? How do they eat? Is it like vitamins? Vitamin like, you know, at that point. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck those guys. Who cares? Anyways, we got album to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got an album. Uh, hey guys, cheers. Salute. Cheers. All right, Cliff, you pick this shit. Let's uh, let's do it. All right, yeah. So I picked our album this turn time around. And I picked the uh, Misfits album. Um, so I was like, I'm going to pick a Misfits album. That's what I decided. And I was like, what should I pick? <clears throat> and I didn't know they had more than one album. Because <laughs> 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 when I was little, like I listened to a lot when I was growing up. And I just knew there was like the Misfits album with like the yellow crimson skull on the front. And um, and I went to look and I'm like, oh, they actually released like other albums. But it turns out they only released like one while they were still together. And uh, they have a ton of EPs and like all kinds of like singles. And there's all sorts of crazy like bullshit around that band for like the six years they were together. Um, and after they kind of broke up, uh, the one dude Danzig put together this comp. They call it, it was just called the Misfits album when I was little. But um, it's been called, I guess, the compilation or compilation one or something like that. And it's basically a collection of all their um, like their individual releases and stuff from their, their albums for the six years they were together, basically. So it's 40 songs. Uh, almost exactly two minutes per song, which is like that as much as they, you know, they, they don't really get a lot of depth in each song. Wait, there's 40 um, songs or 20, 20 songs. songs. Sorry. Okay. I was sitting there like, Oh shit. I only listened to half the album. Right, 20 songs. Dude, I was going to say, I struggled through 20. I, mean, I struggled through 20 more. Fuck dude. <laughs> At 40 minutes and two minutes per song. But the cool thing, so I listened a lot when I was a kid. I didn't know much about like the band. I, I knew like because Danzig had gotten big, the rest of the band didn't like do much. Uh, the rest of the guy, and there's a bunch of rotating cast in this band. Um, <clears throat> and so I listened to them a lot when I was a kid. And they were just like this, like kind of crazy, weird, like super weird, kind of kind of funny, kind of serious band. And um, <clears throat> I listened to them a lot when I was a kid, and I loved them. And I kind of went back to listen. I was a little worried, like I'm like, you know, there's definitely going to be some inappropriate stuff. And there is, but it's not like too inappropriate. So I think it's okay to pick. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so I picked this compilation album. It's the one from when I was a kid. Oh, and it kind of the nice thing is it, it as I go back and look at it, it's sort of like the way they laid it out. It kind of goes through the whole band's history for like the six years they were together, starting out with this weird sort of punk, almost like a rockabilly kind of weird vibe with all kind of fuzz guitars, and they're like eighteen or nineteen or twenty or something, and they don't know how to play. Up until they turned into essentially was like a kind of a thrash metal band towards the end, um, which then they broke up because I don't think they wanted to be a thrash metal band and except for Glenn Danzig. But um, and so I, don't know, I thought it was kind of a neat little like sojourn at this little weird band that that never really got big. I mean, it's kind of like a greatest hits album, but they never had any hits. So it's not that. <laughs> um, and just I don't know, it's just kind of a fun album without a lot of depth. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, I guess. Nice. Um, so just just to give a little background, I guess. Uh, so the Misfits, the so I'm going to talk uh, about the band as much as the album, I guess. Uh, so the Misfits are like this weird band, bunch of guys from North Jersey, and they're total Jersey meatheads. Like, like even today, like there, I was I was looking, at, I was doing a little research, and I was looking at an interview with uh, one of the guys. I think Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. That was that guy. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, that guy. Epic name, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but he, so he's like giving this interview and like, cause recently they got back together and 
he was talking about, he's like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know why we can't just put our differences aside, just make millions of dollars or something. But he was like, right off of like Jersey Shore, like the way he sounded. But at the same time, he's like wearing no shirt. And from the neck up, he's got the totally skull face paint on and stuff like that. So it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so these guys were a bunch of dudes from North Jersey who got into the New York punk scene in the late 70s. And um, <clears throat> but they were a little bit different because the, the thing that set them apart was that they didn't really care at all about like politics or like anarchy or any of that kind of bullshit. All they cared about was like stupid, like weird sci-fi movies from when they were kids and like singing about like killing people and like having sex with girls. That was like their whole like shtick. Um, and so they started this thing called apparently called horror punk um, and influenced things like thrash metal later and stuff like that. But um, and so like all their songs are just these like short little songs Um some of them are a little more in depth than others, but they're all like little references to like stuff that they had when they were growing up, which is kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> and uh, at the, and so the band, all right, so the band itself was uh, Glenn Danzig, which is probably who I'm sure most people know who that guy Brother. is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, my favorite or, part about this was I got to watch the video of Glenn Danzig getting knocked getting the fuck knocked out. out. Oh, it's so funny. He's he like, steps like up to that guy and just gets put to sleep. So I like. I, so I, I really like the Misfits. I like this album, but the the guys are like they're such like dorks, man. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Danzig. So it was Danzig. The other guy was in the band pretty much the entire time. So they were together from seventy seven to eighty three. They broke up, and then they kind of reformed later. But the later band, they're just a. I mean, they're okay, but they're nothing special. But so it was Danzig. This other guy, Jerry Only, who played bass and literally like joined the band like because they saw he had a bass guitar in his trunk. And they're like, yeah, you got a bass guitar, you should join our band. And he like didn't know how to play it. So he kind of like learned as he played. <laughs> and he was in the band the entire he's the only guy who didn't get like in a flight with Danzig and quit. Um, a couple different guitarists. They started with Bobby Steele, who later on formed um, a band called The Undead, which I don't know much about, but but he was pretty good. And he was replaced when he got in a flight with Danzig and left with um, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, we've already mentioned. And that's Jerry only little <laughs> brother. Uh, he was still in high school when he joined. This is Jeff. <laughs> dude, they take it to the they take it to the max, man. And um and then they also like had like a ton of drummers. Like they had five in three years they had like five different drummers Jesus. on all these recordings. And the funny thing is, like through this album, like the guitars are like pretty standard rhythmic power chord, kind of fuzz guitar stuff, simple bass lines, but the drumming's actually pretty like that's the two things that hold this band together and make it good are Glenn Danzig's crazy baritone vocals and like a whole bunch of different drummers you've never heard of were actually pretty good. So it's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm like, man, like it, anyway, I mean, there's a few, like they had this guy, uh, they had the drummer from black flag joined at one point, Robo. He's probably their most famous one. And then like another guy, like Arthur Googie, who I like Googled. And I'm like, he like runs a gas station now. So, <laughs> so it's just like, In weird North flag. Jersey. Yeah, they're all from they're Yeah, if, if they're not it's still in the band, they're in North Jersey um, or maybe Staten Island or something. But um, so anyway, so it's kind of this neat like as I look through it, it's like this neat band. that was kind of a bit of a flash in the pan that produced like a bunch of cool stuff. Um, and then like kind of just broke up and went their separate ways. And like they and it turned out they ended up influencing a bunch of bands like Metallica and all these other like bigger bands that came around the same time, maybe a little bit later. Um. So anyway, so I just kind of thought we would, I guess, get into the album itself. I think it's funny. Like, the Misfits are, like, 
The Misfits are like the pop culture like reference that kids use to like try and prove that they're hardcore. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like someone like getting a fucking mohawk. Like they gotta get a mohawk and they gotta get their misfit shirt to like prove that they're a real fucking punk person. It's like yeah. it's like what the it's like if you're not really a punk person, it's what you would think that a punk person would wear. So then you're gonna go get your misfits gear on or like your misfits patch to prove that you're more hardcore than the next person. Before uh, you say anything too much more, Fluffy, uh, one of our friends posted a picture on Facebook within the last uh, two weeks of them carrying a skateboard with a misfits icon on it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. We know we see what's going on. Do we on have there. any friends that skate? Do uh, we have friends that maybe are in their forties and skate? Yeah, yeah, I think there's one old geezer. Uh no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying there are people that legitimately like the misfits. Like there are those people. I one of my good friends, dude, he he fucking loved this band to the core. He was my roommate and he's the only reason that I knew any of these songs. Um, but, but I mean, just, it's like, it's like a no effects patch, dude, like no effects misfits and like maybe anti-flag or like bad religion. Like those were the fucking, the patches or the ones you knew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were the, those were the things that kids would buy a hot hot topic, you know, to like fucking show that they're hardcore. So I just think it's funny because like the misfits are what they are, but they're definitely not like hardcore. But, like, the people that are wearing it, like, try and be hardcore, but they're, I mean, if you listen to their shit, it's really not like that. It's not like, it's not like gutter punk, you know what I mean? It's are you not, saying they're the uh, the punk version of the Juggalos? No, 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 what? no, no. <laughs> <clears throat> so, it's funny. I was looking at, like, bands. I was like, ah, I want to do, like, a punk album. So I was like, I'm going to do something from, like, when I was a kid, I listened to a lot of punk. And I was like, you know, I should do, like, like real like bad brains right and i'm like i can't do bad brains we can't talk about bad brains <laughs> like it's i like the album but it's like i look back and listen to it i'm like man i can't make chuck listen to bad brains <laughs> 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 like they're cool and all but it's just a lot of screaming and yelling you know um and yeah but these guys they have like a pop element to them oh for sure know, like it's not a bad thing and they're definitely like mar- about marketing i mean yeah. it was like yeah like they got the crimson skull. I mean, that was like a huge like you know if you know it if you see it right if you yep. see it around. And um, even at the time, I was reading something on. So there's not a song on this album, but um, there's a they had a song called um, "We Are 138," right? Which and it's like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything, right? It's like a reference to some. I think it might be a reference to an old um, uh, old sci-fi movie, THX 138 or something. But but and I, I was reading a story that was a, a guy was talking about, it and he was like. They got these 138 patches, like we are 138. And was like, yeah, here, put these on. He's like, and he's like, what does it mean? He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, if anybody asks what it means, just be like, you don't know, Pfft, whatever. And like, walk away. Like, as if like, you know, like, yeah, you know yeah, like that kind of shit, right? So that's, a, it was a lot of that kind of going on. But it's smart. Um, they, they took like what Kiss did <clears throat> and they like brought it to like the punk scene. And they're just like, let's market the yeah. shit out of it. it to do totally, man. That's why you can find and their shit at image. Hot Topic. And they were, and they were <laughs> different. Like, they were totally in their own lane, like, from other bands. Like, like at the same time in New York, there's all these other, like, like Black Flag and all these other bands. And they're just different from the yeah. bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, so there's a lot of songs here. We don't have to talk about all of them. Um, let's the, just start the from the top, though. Yeah, the, and the funny part is early on, there's, so it's a lot of references. I think Danzig, like, 
So like nowadays, like when I, I was funny, so here's the funny part. So I'm making like, I make like these Mario Maker levels and in it, I throw all kinds of references and stuff I like that nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. Like I named levels at after stupid misfit songs and nobody has any idea. And so he's writing songs about shit. No one has any idea what he's talking about. In a lot of cases, like weird old sci-fi movies and stuff like, like dude wrote like seven songs about aliens, you know what I mean? And zombies. But um, anyway, so to start in the beginning, it starts off with the song She. Which again, it's like a minute long. Um, fuzz guitars, like revs it up. Uh, the song itself is about Patty Hearst. <laughs> if you didn't know that, um, so it's about Patty Hearst. Um, that's it. That's and there's not a lot to. <laughs> there's not a lot more to say about it. Hold on, um, let me Google who Patty Hearst is. Oh, so okay. Sorry, I should probably say. So Patty Hearst is a. So she was kidnapped by the um, – she was a, a William Randolph Hearst, like, granddaughter or daughter. So she's like an heiress, like a Paris Hilton type, but in the mm. 60s. And she was kidnapped by the Sibionese Liberation Army, which was, I think, a bunch of hippies with guns and bombs. Yep. And they would rob banks. And she ended up just, like, totally getting Stockholm Syndrome, allegedly, right? And she ended up robbing banks with them and, like, joining up. And then she got, like, rescued, and, and then they were, like – so she got rescued. So she robbed a bunch of banks with, with the Sibionese Liberation Army, got rescued, and uh, her like doctors were like, yeah, she has this thing called Stockholm Syndrome where she's not guilty of robbing banks. That's kind of how that works. Um, it's hard to have money. <laughs> so where she was kidnapped and then identified with her captors to the point where then she then joined them. That's, that's the whole syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like the famous person who, who had it. I don't know why it's called Stockholm Syndrome, but... And I play because Ikea or something like that. Dude, so I um, guarantee it is not because of Ikea. So I uh, you pick this album and I'm like, oh, cool, dude, I'm good. Like one of my best friends growing up, like, you know, from middle school days, like was hardcore into these guys, you know, and he lived with us for three years, maybe, maybe four so I'm like, dude, I totally, I'm going to know all these fucking songs. And the first song comes on, and I'm like, I've never heard this song before in my life. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely like a good start intro to this, uh, to this band, though, with the distorted guitars. Like, it's, a, it's kind of a, like a, a good sample of what you're about to get into for the next 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, and recorded early. It was supposed to be on a um, album called Static Age. So they had, again, they had three albums, Static Age, Walk Among Us, and Earth AD. Only one was released while they were actually a band. Um, 
Static Age was wasn't released till like the '90s or something stupid, and then Earth AD was released after they'd broken up. But but yeah, so this was kind of one of those like I think it was an EP or something that like floated around among fans, but um, didn't until this album it really wasn't widely widely heard. Um, so that's she. Um, and next up is sort of and again, Hollywood Babylon is the next song on here. Again, two minutes long. Um, so this is a reference to a, a book by this dude, Kenneth Anger, which, um, was a 1965 book. So Glenn Danzig read it when he was like nine. Uh, and it's about Hollywood sex scandals. And the book was immediately upon publication banned in the United States. <laughs> um, and then later on, it turned out it was kind of, so it was about like, uh, all kinds of weird, crazy stuff that went on in Hollywood. So this is a TV show currently on Netflix called Hollywood. Um, and I think it's basically like the same thing as this book. But um, it turns out that uh, most of what was in this book was actually untrue, and Kenneth Anger used what was called um, uh, seance research to do it. So oh. he kind of just made it all up. Yeah, I mean, the Kenneth seance like research, a, you say? He's like a famous movie director, I think. He won a bunch of awards. He made like a lot of underground stuff or something. I don't know a lot about him, but, but yeah. So it turned out it was, the book was totally fake. So you know what's awesome uh, about this song? I know this song. Uh, yeah, uh, but I never knew what he was saying after Hollywood because I never took the time to listen to the or to look at the actual songs. So Dude, I just I, so I just know the song is Hollywood, blah blah blah, because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's fucking nonsense. But, dude, but his vocals are so good in this. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the thing that holds it together. Is his, he's like, I heard him described as like a drunk Elvis. Oh, dude, totally. Yes, this right? is a perfect way, fucking song for that analogy. Yeah, and like this crazy barrack. Because mostly punk at this time is people screaming in, in like loudly, not singing, right? Or talking or something, right? And he's like full on like, I'm just going to sing with this crazy baritone. Um, with the real, and this one had that more... Um, that uh um like um that oh god what was the beat like the uh cramp the um shit i forget now um that rockabilly style beat right where it was like which they had early on which so they're from new i would have thought they would have been more from like the midwest or something just because they it sounded like they had that more like a 50 style like like at the core of the the, the rhythm to the songs had that sort of 50 style kind of rockabilly style beat to it but Anyway, and this one really captured that Hollywood Babylon song. Um, Anyone else? Chuck, what do you think about Hollywood Babylon? (laughs) Um, Okay. You don't don't have to be kind, dude. Like, this is kind of a fun. 
Alex. I know. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I never promised I'd be kind. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That goes for life and podcasting alike. No, I mean, um, you know, whenever I listen to this stuff, this whole album, I listen to it several times. Right. I mean, I have a lot of time to listen to music I, mean, I work by myself like 90 percent of the time so i got a lot of time to listen to music and i probably listen to this out al- this album probably a like good 15 20 times yeah. at least and and honestly like i i, I hadn't how, how do i say this like like I, I guess i just didn't get it like like in like none of it ever like resonated with me like there wasn't like any like specific level of depth where i can like dive into it like and, and try to analyze like the like, a lot of the time if it's a type of music that i'm not into i'll at least listen to it for i'll, I'll try to find like a redeeming quality most of the time that's like the recording process or the vocalist or or, or the the change-ups and, and the production techniques and additional little nuances here and there that you might not hear you know i, I try to dig into it and honestly with, with this album i couldn't get into any of that because to be perfectly honest like most if not all the songs are terribly recorded <laughs> it's just yeah. a bad sounding album um like for the first i think not not the first song or the second song i think like there's a couple of them where, where, where it's basically just a microphone in a room like they're they're playing in a room and they just put a microphone in there and then hit a tape and hit record on the tape recorder and call the fucking song and put it on the album, and that's basically. I mean, which is a, 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 a technique, but um, <laughs> that's punk doesn't rock. make it. This doesn't make it good. Yeah, like, yeah. And that like some the, of them, uh, like like literally, like some of these songs, it sounds. What was it called? Let me see. I have it here, right here. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. That song, it literally sounds like they took the guitar amp. Like they're playing in a garage, and they, they they decided, hey, you know, it'd be a cool sound if we took the guitar amp and then put it inside this big empty freezer that we have in the garage, and just crack the freezer door open about a, a foot, and we'll call that our guitar amp sound. You know what I mean? Like, there's several songs where it sounds like the guitar amp is literally inside of a freezer inside of a garage in which they recorded this album or this song <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, that was one of them. But I mean, I, I struggled with them, and I, I didn't. I tried, but I couldn't really find anything i mean i had no previous experience with this album the, the, the my experience with this album was okay misfits yeah i knew i must have knew like four or five dudes growing up that wore misfit shirts but i'd never actually take the time to listen to any of it you know what i mean they probably I'd never heard either. it before and, and if they did yeah maybe not but if they did it, it, it didn't stick with me it didn't resonate with me like none of them like there's i think one song that actually like was I, I enjoyed okay like this one is like okay it was uh the london dungeon song was like the only one that like really like stood out and i was like listening and i was like man my brother would fucking love this shit because my brother he's older he's like 50 now but this was his type of shit that he was into back then like he's all about dancing i'm sure he was all about that shit back then too but right. yeah, i don't know it, it there just wasn't my shit man he's throwing songs out of order like Mm-hmm. My OCD is just so dirt. off the wall right now, Chuck. I just I don't, don't even know how to handle this. So, it, you have to funny. edit in like you have to edit in like five different songs. Fuck, there one. Man. Well, they were yeah. they were. No, we're members. still going through the list. <laughs> they were members of the. Uh, we'll 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 get, bring it back in when we get to London Dungeon, I guess. Um, you know what I think of when I heard this album? A lot of the, for for like a lot of these songs, you reminded me of was Tony Hawk. I don't know if any of these songs are actually on the Tony Hawk games, but like mm, that's what it reminded me of. I would think I, they, you're reminding me like, like American like, Wasteland. I'm sure they have some stuff in there, right? 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like playing the Tony Hawk games, like it, it reminded me of fucking some of these songs. I'm like, man, but it's that t- style. It, it is that like oh, it influenced style of that style of punk. Like Green Day, like Green Day would be a band that would be like. I mean, I mean, like all punk kind of. Oh, all, dude, it totally influenced. It totally influenced um, punk. I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's funny that. you talk about the recording because uh, the the label is um, they were signed to 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 Plan Nine Records, which is Glenn Danzig's personal label at the time. <laughs> Wait, Named he after like the, high school at this time. Yeah, well, he dude, he's like a pretty great businessman, like and and a ruthless dude. Like that's why part of the reason they had so many different people in the band and and they had so many issues afterwards is because he was like hoarding all the money and like anyway. Last chin though, <clears throat> and the dude, yeah. Well, he's I for all you want to say about him, like he's been amazingly successful for all the ability he has. Um, oh yeah i mean he dude even when he just formed the band danzig he had the fucking marketing on point you know with this fucking skull with the horns that everyone uses all the time and yeah he he knows this shit yeah and so he had all and that was the thing it was his record label so he had all the masters and everything and he he was the one who put this album out and he got all the royalties from it and resulted in a number of lawsuits (laughs) and that's part of the reason the misfits weren't around for like 10 years because he basically was like, no, nah, like you other guys, you can't be the misfits. Like I'm the misfits, and they're like, they're like, all right, well, we're gonna work in our machine shop with our dad and sue you, you know. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it was Plan Nine Records. Which the funny part about the the low budget stuff is Plan Nine is is from the famous Ed Wood film. I don't know if you know the Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is one of the most famous low budget films of all time. And they actually made a movie uh, with oh, what was the dude's name? Um, uh, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. What's that guy? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was in it. He played Ed Wood. And a movie, I think it was called Ed Wood was the name of the movie. And it's about that, that this famous director from way back when, from the 50s, who built all these crazy bad um, uh, sci-fi movies. Anyway, that's a side. <laughs> uh, you know what? Next song was Bullet. I put Easy Skip. You want to say anything about it? <laughs> I liked it. Uh, really? I mean, well, that's... It was sort of amusing. Like I enjoyed the uh, the ridiculous uh, Kennedy references and stuff like that. And then just out of the middle of nowhere, he's yelling "Masturbate me" into the mic. So it's a song about how Kennedy was assassinated and Danzig wants to have sex with Jackie Onassis. Ah, uh, 
Obviously. Oh wow! Yeah, I think awesome. I missed some of the nuance there because he was in the minute thirty-nine. The song goes. I think he was fourteen when Kennedy was assassinated, something like that, or in his early teens. So okay, okay, I get it. That's where this kind of comes from. I get it. But it's extremely graphic. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I heard that. I was like, okay, wow, interesting. It was short. Okay. There are no metaphors on this album. <laughs> right. Everything is literal, huh? Everything that is sa- like you think it's like a metaphor for something, it's just he's just saying, I'm turning into a zombie, I'm gonna eat your brain. Like that's the So it's very straightforward. There's not a lot of subtext to it. And Bullet is a great example of where he just straight up says what he's thinking. Um or at least he was thinking when he was a kid. I think the thing that I liked about it was just for some reason the the actual guitars and melody and stuff like that was what when thinking about this album this this is the song that sticks out the most to me is like the one that would get caught in my head on the whatever 20 listens i had couldn't be bothered to take notes about songs but this is the one that sticks out in my mind <laughs> that's so funny yeah dude. yeah this was the first one yeah that i that, that like really grabbed me like oh he's actually talking about something here <laughs> that is yeah. so funny because I was just like, I hate this song. Every time the song came on, I'm like, ah, I'd listen to it because it's like a fucking minute long. But I'm like, I could totally skip the song. Like, I don't know shit to say about it. Yeah, there are zero skips on this album because the longest song is like two minutes and 40 yeah. seconds. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, yeah. I'll just they get it. They get through it quick. Yeah. <laughs> Even right, if it's well, bad, it'll be pain. It'll go away soon. <laughs> I, I, like, I like this next song. Horror Business. Horror Business. Yeah, this is a good one. So this is like the classic punk sound. It has the dual harmonies with the lyrics uh, when the second guy comes in like singing, um, but then it's mixed with the screaming, raspy voice of dancing. Uh, but it just has that really common like punk chorus sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like that. And then at the end, uh, at the end, at two two minutes and twenty seconds, <laughs> this is a pretty long song for the album. Uh, there's a really great guitar solo, uh, and it's it's just this like punk rock guitar solo. Uh, 
and I don't know, man, there's just, there's elements of this that I see influencing the punk that I grew up with that came later that was like the Bad Religion, no effects, lag wagon type era stuff. Yeah, like the multiple, like like they, everyone getting together and yelling. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. One of the songs where they yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- so this song's also just as a, I, I get more research. Um, so Jerry Only, the bassist, was really good friends with Sid Vicious. So this song might be about Sid Vicious allegedly stabbing Nancy Spungen, but it's not. No one really knows for sure. That's what people think it is. Or it's about. Are you and saying com- it's a metaphor about Sid Vicious show. stabbing somebody? No, it's like, don't come in the bathroom with me, or I will stab you. That's like the lyric in the song. <laughs> okay, that's not a metaphor then. <laughs> so it's not a metaphor. <laughs> they just don't actually. Na- the, the closest thing to a metaphor is they're not naming actual people in the song. And but, for people um, people that don't know Sid Vicious. So he's right. a Sex Pistols. He was in yeah. the Sex Pistols, uh, was addicted to heroin, had a girlfriend named Nancy Spungen. Uh, and. She ended up getting stabbed somehow in, in, a, in, a, in the Chelsea Hotel, I think. I think that's where it happened. And then he got thrown in jail and then got out and then OD'd. So he never went to trial. And allegedly, they think he might have stabbed her or maybe she stabbed herself. No, nobody really knows. You know, it was never solved. But, um, but Jerry only was like, apparently, dude, you knew him really well. And they were, they, the Misfits had almost become... So Sid Vicious, when he was going to do his solo stuff, apparently, like, he was going to like the misfits were going to be his backing band at some point. Although I think that's might be made up. I'm not sure that's really true, but so anyway, so that might be where this song comes from. Although again, it's not entirely clear because they talk about psycho and the movie's about stabbing people in the bathroom, which is the movie psycho. So it could also be that song, but, but yeah, this definitely has that, um, that, that classic, almost like that English punk style of, um, just everyone getting together and yelling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like song. this is, yeah. I mean, this is like a classic yeah. punk song for sure. And one of the longest songs in the album at two minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, so next is our first alien song. Uh, te- Teenagers from Mars. I really like the song, man. This I is do a great too. Song. I <laughs> do too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of covers of this song too, man. This is a very covered song. Like, yeah, yeah. So again, from the 1959 film Teenagers from Outer Space. Um, uh, you know, and it's just it's it's the closest thing to like uh, them talking about because it's like teenagers from Mars. They don't care, and it's it's just like teenagers are aliens and they just want to have sex. That's like the the song right there. Um, and so it's kind of metaphorical in some sense, I guess, but, um, I'm not sure they're actually being there. That's what they intend when they sing it. Teenagers from Mars, but we don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I like, this is, this is definitely a song that I like. Yeah. And it's got a great <clears throat> rhythm again, good vocals. Um, but again, yeah, really their songs are all like incredibly simple. So it's hard to like, 
don't know. There's not a lot to them, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that that's the thing that made it hard for me to like pick out individual songs is while they sounded different, they also all kind of sound the same in that yeah. it's <laughs> just, <laughs> all right, the guitar's going fast. Glenn Danzig's yelling. Uh, it's a different subject this time. Cool. Yeah, and it's somewhat difficult to talk about because there's not a lot to talk about <laughs> with them. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Teenagers Mars was a was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads into uh, um, Night of the Living Dead. Chuck's Again, another, favorite, which is Chuck's favorite song on the album. So we're gonna let yeah, him. it's real good. Fun fact, uh, my first and only note for this song is that it sounds like they put a microphone in a freezer, and that note came from tonight from Chuck, so. No, it's not, that's not what I said at all. It sounds like oh, they put the guitar it. amp in the freezer, and they put a single SM58 microphone in the at, at the garage door where everybody played up against the wall. Interestingly, they used an, uh, at one of the old Frigidaire uh, open, like like outside open fridges from the 1950s to do the recording. Um, I think that's the same, lie. <laughs> which is the same fridge that um, uh, Indiana Jones gets in in the new Indiana Jones movie. So mm, up, interesting. So. Fun, that's a fun fact. It's so, both fun it's, and factual. Yeah, <laughs> as all fun facts are. <laughs> but again, another another song about. Uh, I guess it's this is more about zombies than aliens. Although I feel like this is this is really about aliens, and then it's not saying aliens in it. Um, I mean, I assume it's just a straight up homage to the Romero movie. Yeah, pretty much. And again, it's a song. I think I think they mostly sing about eating people in this one. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of notes on this one. I don't either. Um, I will say the next song. Yes, uh, where Eagles Dare is my it's my personal favorite uh, on the album. Um, named after, so it's Where Eagles Dare. Named after the 1968 World War II action movie with Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood, which was uh, where they had to uh, break into a Nazi fortress in the Bavarian Alps. Um, great movie, you should definitely see it. And also has the best line in all the songs, which is "I ain't no son of a bitch." God damn it! Uh, no, it's I, I ain't no goddamn son, son of a bitch. bitch. Oh my gosh! You better think about it, baby. Yeah, that's you know, that's actually the first well-recorded song on the album. 
Yeah. You can tell it's like multi-tracked. It sounds good. This is um, <laughs> this is a very very classic Misfit song. Like this song, yeah. Even the guys with the stickers might have heard this song once. This or twice is this is a song that this I think the, the guys, yeah, the, those forty-year-old friends of ours that that we see pictures of with their skateboards but never actually see skateboarding. Mm. These, this is the type of song that they <laughs> that they listen to. That's so bad. Oh, Let him live, man. Let him live, dude. Just burning oh, down man. friendships tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, better be better to be a forty year old skateboarder than a creepy fucking running guy like fucking oh, twelve shit. miles in the neighborhood every day, right? Dude, like <laughs> I have so much respect for him skateboarding at 40. Like I tried to I tried to re- get into skateboarding again like 2 or 3 years ago and I was totally cool until I really fucking bailed hard. And I was like, nope. I am way too fucking old to be fucking hitting the ground like this. Uh-uh. Ain't my thing anymore. I'll yeah, longboard. Dude, I can't, I can't I, fall down. If I fall yeah. down, I'll get up. Yeah, I'll longboard, but it was it was one bad fucking step on the board Dude. in the wrong spot, and the board goes flying, and my hip hits the ground first. So I was like, "Nope, <laughs> not worth dude, it." I, st- I stubbed my toe and broke it, dude. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Getting old sucks." But my toe hit a fucking like the inside of a door jab, and fucking yeah, <laughs> snapped the fucker in half, dude. Like yeah, I was I was off my feet for like fucking three weeks, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> nope, yeah. no skating for me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, good song. <laughs> so, goes if you're gonna pick, Again, that, was... uh, that's the song to pick from the album to listen yeah. to. Yeah, if, yeah. If definitely... Justin was gonna make a skate video, I would hope that it would be to this song. <laughs> Whoa, we're dropping names now. I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, who fingers on? MD is the uh, creepy running guy. <clears throat> Yeah, that is definitely true. Creeper. Yeah. I don't think it's like one of those guys like you're driving down the street. You're like, look at this fucking asshole running again. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a I got a neighbor who, who runs and in the morning I'll like drink coffee and watch him run by my house and I'm just like, fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nice, nice guy. Um uh, sorry, it's where Eagles there. Moving on, song number eight, uh, Vampira. Hey! So this is about a, a vampire who's like a precursor to um, Elvira. Remember Elvira when we were little? Or when I was little? Remember when I was little? Yeah. I remember anyway. when you were little. So she's Isn't like a... Oak Ridge Boys song? Vampira? Or I don't know. Elvira. Elvira. I it might be. She was, you know, the sexy host of uh, late night um, horror movies or whatever. In the, I guess the 80s or something like that. Oh, get pinball yeah. when she has a cleavage on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was pretty great. But uh, so I mean, this, is, this is like a precursor to that. Um, and it's basically a song about how Danzig wants to have sex with Vampira. I mean... clearly was... His Elvira when he was little. So if I were to write the song, it would be called Elvira. Yeah. But, but the Ogre Boys already did that. The Ogre Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't, so don't be stepping into their neighborhood. 
I don't remember this song. Honest to God, I listened to this album so many times. I can't tell you a damn thing Dude, about it. I, it's the so, second song that I don't have notes for. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I listened to this a lot growing up. Um, I, I love the Misfits, man. I love this band. I like I love this album. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have a lot of stuff to say about the song. So. So next. Uh, so next <laughs> up is uh, another again the next. I think the no the third uh, song about science fiction. Uh, I turned into a Martian. Um, again, not a lot of notes about, about this. Uh, this is, this song. song definitely influenced punk. The yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, totally, totally. In, like, you, that is a right reoccurring the theme through punk after this song. Is that yelling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good song. Um, I just, I'm trying to have, I forgot it was that one where they were yelling like that in it. Yeah. There's so many songs, man. You know what's funny? It's like, okay, I, I, I think about this album and how it didn't do anything for me, but like, I would just think of it. And then these, like, like that part, I turned in to a Martian. Whoa. Like, like that just pops yeah. into my head. Yeah. And it just goes on loop for like 20 seconds. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The album I should be listening more to. But that's the thing. I, I gave it so, like, much time. And I took nothing from it except for they, they, but they all they all got stuck in my head. But I didn't enjoy any of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of days where I woke up in the morning and I was just humming one of the tunes from this album, and I'm like, "The fuck song is this?" I'm gonna have to go listen to the album again to figure out which one it came from. I definitely did that one uh, a few times though. Just like woke up with the song in my head, dude. Yeah. Uh, to be creepy, running guy. I literally tried to run to this album like one of the first times I, I think it was the first or second time I went to listen to it I put it on and went for a run and I immediately deleted that off of my watch playlist when I got back home I'm like nope can't run can't run to this it's just not it's not uh, in tempo with what I want to be doing right now you, you know what it is I think for, for me like you associate music with times in your life especially like when it's new like when, you, when, when it's new and you listen to it often you associate that music with that time in your life specifically like whenever you go back to it and like these past three weeks have fucking sucked at work man i'm waking up at three o'clock i'm waking up at 2 a.m being at work at 3 a.m working this bullshit fucking hospital route like mad early as shit like basically due to somebody else's inability to drive fucking standard because they're terrible and uh it, it's just mad annoying because like i have to cover this fucking route and i can't bitch about it or do anything about it because the fucking job market's a bunch of bullshit right now and i can't just up and leave like i normally would and uh yeah so like my work life has been mad shitty for the past few weeks and i've have i've had to listen to this album for the past three plus weeks <laughs> and uh <laughs> Maybe it's just like, yeah, so like that's my time. I show up to work, I pop in the album, I'm listening to my headphones, like, man, fuck this shit. You know, I'm, to, I'm, like, fuck, I'm, like, I'm like, fuck this album, fuck this job, man. This is a bunch of bullshit. See, that's then, interesting. I gotta be nice about it. Yeah. Because when I first listened to the album, it was when I was like smoking pot for the first time and making out with girls and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it was like, 
That's it's. I totally understand where you're coming from, Chuck. <laughs> it's funny, like all the different perspectives of it, because like I heard the Misfits a lot, but never to the point where I got into them. Like it, like all my friends listened to them, but they just it just was wasn't my thing. So I never like really deep dived into them. But it was it was cool for me to listen to it because I not only like got to hear songs that got played a lot, like in my friends' cars and when we were hanging out with them or at their houses or whatever, but also like like listening for how it influenced stuff that I did listen to, like picking up on things that were on this album that you could see directly influence this type of music that I did like that, that came like from shit like this. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Those, the different perspectives on this. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Halfway point of the album. Skulls. <laughs> Skulls. So again, I, it's, I don't know. Like I, I kind of like the song a lot, even though it's strictly a song about how Glenn Zanzig wants to cut everyone's heads off and hang it on his wall, including your like wife and kid. Like I think that's in there somewhere. And it's hard. So another thing, you know, it's funny you talk about like listening to it and like it was like songs yeah. that were on, but you never really pay. Like I listened to a lot of this and I picked this album, and I also was like, I don't know what he's saying in half these songs. <laughs> and I never bothered because I don't look up lyrics. I'm just like whatever. I don't care what he's saying. It just sounds cool. Um. And so I was like, yeah, I like the song. I'm like, oh, he's talking about like cutting people's heads off. He's like, he wants all your skulls on his wall. Um, but anyway, I still like this this song. <laughs> <Despite all that>. <laughs> <clears throat> all anyway, it's funny. Right. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, I was talking to Justin one day, and he was like talking about how whenever we do these podcast episodes. Like he, he he hits play, he finds out what album we're listening to, then he pauses it, he goes, he listens to the album like once or twice, and then goes and listens to the podcast, so you can hear it like as we speak about it, like like I don't know, I guess compare notes or whatever, to get an idea of what we're talking about. I think that for this album in particular, and Cliff's information on this and, and his background on it, and and hearing your guys' viewpoints on it, I think it would have been more beneficial for me to have this conversation and then go listen to it as opposed <laughs> to the other way I felt that way with Zan's album. Like, like after we talked about Zan's album, I was like, I have a newfound respect for this album now that we've talked about this album. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't listen to any of the albums you guys pick until after we talk about them. Make <laughs> <laughs> it till you make it, buddy. Uh, uh, so that takes us to the, to the halfway point. Um, so again, so we're, we're at twenty now. minutes in now. We're twenty yep. minutes in. Twenty <laughs> ten songs. Twenty minutes in. Uh, so we've gotten through the, the the static age sessions. We'll say, which was like that first group, uh, she Hollywood Babylon up to Teenagers of Mars. That's a lot of the fuzz guitar stuff. Um, into the uh, Walk Among Us, which is like like all weird sci-fi type songs, and and there's so like Skulls, Vampire, they're starting to get into like um where they're headed, which is more like thrash. Like so, 
some of these songs really influenced um and I was kind of surprised because they're kind of contemporaries, but they really influenced. Um, so Metallica had come out with um, "To Kill 'Em All," which was like the first like kind of hardcore metal thrash type album, right? It was like a real foundational thing. Um, and a lot of the stuff in here apparently influenced them, from what I read. I mean, I, it seems like it was at the same time, but and so and as they're writing those songs, they're kind of going in that direction, and that's sort of where the rest of the album kind of goes a little bit. I mean, there's still some more of this weird sci-fi stuff, but um, anyway, so uh, so we're halfway through, and we're getting in the first song uh, in the second half is "London Dungeon." Chuck's favorite song. Um, funny thing is, so I, I this was the song where I was like, I, I realized there's no metaphors in this album. Is so London Dungeon. Like I always thought it was like I was talking like the Middle Ages or some shit like that, and like you know like like it was like a more gothic type song, but it's actually a song that Danzig wrote when he got thrown in jail in London. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it so. And the story goes, I'm, I'm kind of filling in some details. So this is a funny, I'm just, just cause it's a funny story. So he was, um, so he and Bobby Steele, who was the guitarist at the time, they, so they, they, it was the, um, the Damned, right? Which was a, a English punk band. I'm pretty sure it was the Damned. So they had met them in, in New York and they're like, oh, you know, we should open for you when you guys tour England. And like, they were like, yeah, I think they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Whatever. So the Misfits going to play in a flight to England show up at the Damned for their show and the Damned are like, yo, we didn't really mean that we should open for us. Like, <laughs> like we're surprised <laughs> to see you here. <laughs> and, and so they had this kind of like disastrous English tour where like they kind of like borrowed some equipment and they didn't get paid and all this like bad stuff happened. But while they were there, they, uh, Bobby Steele and Glenn Danzig went to a, a concert for a band called The Jam, which I had not heard of, which was led by Paul, we- Paul Weller you might know from various pop albums in the nineties <laughs> and they were like a, a weird, like um, they were almost like a hippie band, like a hippie kind of jam band kind of thing. Pop jam UK, not at all a misfits band. And so they went to this concert and while they were there, so, so it's weird to think that they're at this concert, but while they're at this concert, they get into a fight with skinheads. So it's weird to think skinheads are going to, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so while they're there, so he and Bobby Steele are there, and like apparently Bobby Steele goes to get, like get the cops or something. And while he's gone, Glenn Danzig like might have stabbed someone or might have not have. Um, so I'm gonna step uh, just step back for a second. So the Look misfits the are like over here. Well, here's the misfits, right? So just just as a they're like they're totally like they're like kind of wearing gothic skull makeup and stuff, and they're all like six two, and they're they're also really muscular. They're real big and muscular, except for Glenn Danzig, who's five three. <laughs> Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! I didn't know he was. Yeah, five, he is three? really short. Fuck, that he's explains short, so much. But he's like a muscly he's still, guy. He's still taller than Ghost. He's like if Ghost was in the early '80s, it'd be Glenn Danzig, obviously. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, so while he's away, they get into a fight and they get thrown in this jail. And then while they're in there, they write the song and like work out all like the drum lines and all. And they're like, well, the acoustics are great in this jail. You know, like <laughs> it was this whole thing. So the song is literally like London Dungeon is like, I got thrown into London Dungeon, London, your London hell. You know, that's so again, not a metaphor. Wow. A literal, <laughs> literal song about being in a London dungeon. All for fighting some skinheads. And you're British. So, okay, we don't have to worry about offending anybody. I think we uh, chased off a whole uh, skinhead listening contingent after the whole Richard Spencer thing a few weeks back, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully we did. Um, I, don't, I mean, were we ever really cons- the fuck out? Yeah, were we ever really concerned about offending them? I don't think that was ever a problem. <laughs> in case it's not clear, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Just in case you were wondering, eat a dick, a whole bag of them, and possibly mm-hmm. choke. Yeah, we're side with Danzig on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. I hope you get stabbed at your Paul Weller concert, you bastards. <laughs> Dude, it's the weirdest story. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, read this thing. Is the name of the band called The Jam? Yeah, it's called The Jam. And there, I, I listened to it. I was like, I wonder if, I thought, I was like, oh, maybe it's like an English punk band. Like the, I, Paul Weller, you know, like people, when their kids form punk bands and grow up and join real bands. But um, no, nah, they're like a straight up, they're like, it's just a weird band. I mean, they're pretty good. I liked it. But it was like, I was just funny thinking about like those two guys being like, yeah, we got to see The Jam while we're in England. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting paid and playing with, bad equipment you know um and so it's from london dungeon it transitions into uh ghoul's night out again another song about um mostly about eating people um i don't have a lot of notes on this one either Uh, i got nothing (laughs) no yeah i like the next song though astro zombies Zombies. i fucking i like astro zombies a lot Mary make a level about this song. store in Albuquerque on Central Avenue called Astro Zombies most likely influenced by this song 
or possibly the 1968 film Astro Zombies, which the song is based mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think this. I think this is my favorite song on the album. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it as well. Especially going back and listening to what he was kind of singing about and the way it went. Um, you know, it's about taking over bodies and it's but so it's it's the whole theme is uh aliens using zombies to eat people so they can take over the earth <laughs> that's like this that's the song as you do um it's, it's great it's like who do i do this for hey me or you it's like probably you dude like <laughs> um all right so and then moving on sorry we're kind of going through quick i guess but no 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 that's okay yeah, but so i mean 20 songs song. on the album we spent more time talking about each of these songs than the song itself goes. Touche. And we're going well, fast. The next song, again. So this is actually another song. I, I really like the song. Uh, I most, this too. is when I was a kid. I remember this was like the Misfit song. It's uh, "Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight." And it's got the famous break where they're playing kind of slow. So this whole I until we recorded this and I did like research, I never knew what he was really singing about because it's like it's kind of unintelligible. But it's it's slow, comes to a stop, and then Danzig screams, "Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight?" And then it becomes that thrash metal sound for the first time you're hearing it. Um, the song itself is about a guy who's like a good boy, a nice boy, and then but it turns and it's basically the 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 weirdo kid who like lives with his mom and then turns out to be like go out and like murder everybody. Would you say um, he's an excitable you know, boy? It's exact. You know what? Dude, parallel song. Same <laughs> idea. Very much just captured with less musical inclination. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so Fluffy, did you, uh, did you ever ex- expect that Cliff was a serial killer? Well, you know, it never really occurred to me, but now that I think about all of his album choices and some of the songs on them, I guess it was always kind of there, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the funny part is, so this, this this is a studio recording, which is the good recording, Chuck, um, <laughs> because on their on their um, on their the one album they released while they were together, "Walk Among Us," it's on there, but they have a live record. They've like it breaks in this weird live version of it, which is kind of cool, but also kind of like, it just comes out of nowhere and then it ends. And then they play 30 seconds of London dungeon. And that was the only released version of London dungeon was like the first 30 seconds of that song without any lyrics, just them like they break right into it. Very bizarre uh, choice on that album. But, um, 
But yeah, so mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? Um, moving right, into one sec before you move uh, on. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I finished the three beers that I brought down here. Uh, I'm gonna run upstairs and grab some more. You guys can either wait for me or continue talking. Uh, but I gotta go get some more beer. Cliff, continue uh, talking or wait. Uh, do you have stuff to say about? Well, we can continue talking. I guess I don't know. I do not have a ton to say, although I do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll continue talking because we definitely can't edit that shit out um, <laughs> <laughs> so again and now another classic Misfit song that any true Misfits any true fiend knows right Misfits fans are called fiends mm-hmm. Uh, as I kind of recently learned, but I knew it before and then I forgot and I learned it again, I think, but, um, uh, die, 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 my darling. Yes. That one is cool because uh, it has like that distorted guitar kind of riff in the background. And that's one thing like if any of them have a different musical element, that's one of them. The guitar has like a different sound. It's like a, it's like it almost sounds like a chimey kind of sound, but it's like a distorted guitar. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, like a rhythmic kind of sound. It's cool. It has a different element to it. as like more... Uh, I guess it gives it a kind of off-kilter, kind of strange vibe to it, but it's cool. Yeah, this one I also, I, God, I don't have a lot of notes on it, but I really do like the song. Um, it's, it's definitely the popular. Song. Yeah, it's their three. It's actually three minutes long, so it's like their version of like, you know, that long no effect song. The Decline. Uh, the Decline. It's like The Decline, <laughs> but for the Misfits. Cause it's, it's 50% Rob, Rob longer than the other song. Rob has three more beers. Look out! Here it comes. Oh, I love that. I love that Rob always puts the woolen blanket over his lap like a granny <laughs> when he sits down. I heard that. I uh, know. Yeah. That's why I waited for you to put your headphones on before I said it. <laughs> it's cold in my it, basement. Fuck you. I'm old. Is it an Afghan at this it point? It is an Afghan, crocheted by my mother. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Yo, Afghans are awesome. Not to detract, but uh, I definitely have a couple Afghans, also crafted by my mother-in-law and grandmom and various family members. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Afghan. The problem is they start falling apart. You know, you get like holes in them, and once you get a hole in it, it's like it's just it's like the the whole thing unravels, like a sweater. Anyway. All right, and so back to, the, want back to the to destroy my sweater. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Where are we at? Uh, Earth AD. Earth AD. Okay, so now we're getting into the... <laughs> I worked on two levels. Earth AD album. <laughs> Which, so this is, the, uh, this is their um, last album. It was released after they'd broken up. Because... Uh, Dude, I like I can't imagine any like I so in doing research and reading through this stuff, trying to figure out like what this band was like. Um, I imagine it was just constant fighting all the time. Like none of these people liked each other. It's the <laughs> sense I got because it was constantly people were quitting and getting in arguments and like you know Danzig seems like a kind of guy who's just hard to get along with. Well, dude, if you go through that many fucking band members in that short of a period of time, like, it's not them, it's you. Like, he's just kind of controlling, but also... So I, I really like the Misfit stuff, but, like, I, you know, he's not, like, a musical genius, you know what I mean? Like, after the, they all broke up, like, the dancing stuff's kind of cool, but not so great. Yeah, but at it, the same time, he made money. Well, he like, was, he's, still, he's still fucking making money off Misfits. He was, no, he was successful. I mean, he's like... yeah. He's definitely like a, uh, the most successful of the of the the group, but partly because that was because he like kept all the you know recordings and like sold them and didn't give the money to any of the other. Bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was one thing. So on this, so he overdubbed some of the guitars on some of these songs apparently, and it was for the sole purpose of so he wouldn't have to pay the guitarists. Like so, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not so cool. That's fucking horrible, dude. So, but I mean, they should have uh, promoted Von Frankenstein a bit harder. You know, here's the thing. That dude still wears the makeup, dude. With all the honest people working in the music industry, <clears throat> Danzig really just gives them a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he's also like kind of a lovable, I don't know. Like there's something about him that's a bit lovable in terms of like. Is it because he's 5'3 and it's hard to take anyone that short seriously? Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's like, you put him in your pocket and you're like, yeah, hey, Dan. No, um. I don't know. He's just something about him that's like weirdly like innocent in the way like a ignorant kind of person is. I don't know. Um, he stabbed a skinhead at a, the jam concert, so he's got that going for him. I do like that about him. Yeah. You know, funny story. Um, so like when I was the first concert I had gone to when I was um, like old enough to go to concerts myself. If this doesn't end with you stabbing a skinhead, I'm going to be heartbroken. It's close. <laughs> um, so no, the first thing I, I saw the Misfits play, like when they they reformed without Danzig in like the '90s, and I saw them play um, in the Trocadero in Philly. It's one of the first concerts I went to, or maybe I went in the first one. And there, I actually got punched in the face and got two black eyes from a dude who had a swastika tattoo. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, on his back. It was pretty wild, but it was like part of the whole thing. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I got into a fight with him. It was just like everyone got black eyes who went. Um. So that's how that went. But how anyway, old so, were you was, when you got punched by the uh, neo-Nazi? Fifteen or sixteen or something like that. Oh, dude, that's... you know it was a fucking like 
like an old kid beating up on a fucking young kid. Well, it, right? but, but it wasn't a it wasn't a um like a fight thing. It was like a mosh pit thing. Okay. I don't know, man. I, I went to plenty of fucking punk shows and was in the mosh pit, and I never got punched in the eye twice. Well, I get a misfit shows, man. Come on. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You didn't go to the, <laughs> you didn't go to a real punk show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Fuck. Um, right. And it was it's, technically, I think it was more in the forehead. It just it was like a two black eye thing. Yeah. But um, it was fine. It was actually kind of cool. Like, it made, like, got me some street cred. Hey, man, the only um, rule is don't fall down. Yeah, I didn't fall. Yeah, I didn't fall down. You don't want to be. You don't want to be on I the ground. I also got jumped, on, also jumped on stage at one point. And got pushed off stage by Jerry Only, who was still in the band. That was probably <laughs> forty-five at the time. But um, it was a cool show. It was actually pretty cool. I kind of had a good time. But uh, so where are we at here? Data number. Okay, uh, Earth AD. Oh, Earth AD. Yeah. The last set of songs. So I don't have a lot of notes on these. These are all um, where they're getting into really like that sort of like thrash metal style at this point. Um, and there's really not a lot. I mean, they're all very similar. I, I you know, does that yeah. make sense? Like, I don't really have a lot of distinction between them. I, I like them. I like them. They all kind of really? flow together. I, Green Hell was not my thing. Yeah, kind of get that. It's kind I mean, of amusing. De- I told uh, I told Derek, <laughs> I listened to the uh, first ten songs probably like twenty, twenty five times. I made it to the end of the album like seven. Uh, I just like, yeah, I got to like song 13, 14 and I'm just like, all right, I'm done for the day. And then the next day I'm like, oh, I got to listen to this and take notes. And I'd get to song 13 or 14 and just be done for the day. Yeah, I, it's understandable. Um, you know, I was kind of wondering about pick because I, I was wondering about what album to pick because there's some sh- you can break it up and pick shorter stuff. But anyway, that's aside from the tray. But yeah, no, no, so I, mean, I, I don't have a lot to say about the, the last set of things. It was, you know, it kind of came out around, around the same time as, again, um, like Kill 'Em All from Metallica, which is, you know, they're, they're just more talented of a band, I guess. <laughs> like, but um, that similar sort of uh, aggressive uh, talking about killing, talking about the end of the world kind of stuff. I don't know. Did Misfits start the Devil Lock? Yeah, so Jerry only well, it's a little bit debated, but Jerry only was the originator of the Devil Lock. So the Devil so Lock. So he is, he used to wear that, right? He still does wear that hairstyle. That's so <laughs> fucking amazing. So the Devil Lock is a hairstyle where uh, you you basically kind of grow your hair long, and instead of like slicking it back, you you slick it forward onto your forehead, and then run it really far down in front of your face. Basically, you like slick all your hair into like a forward ponytail. You know, it's it's like it's like take a mohawk, but instead of having it stand straight up, you bring it all fucking forward to a point, yeah. like like a fucking lame unicorn horn. It's a wild haircut. It is. It is. It is it, fucking. It, and it to wear a devil lock. It like a lot of times, like oh, at some point in time, that that hairstyle was like something somewhat normal, like people accepted. The devil lock was never a thing. You no, could walk around no. town wearing. This guy's got to be in it, his like mid sixties now, still rocking it. It could have been like nineteen eighty four, and you'd have been like a weirdo for wearing that thing. It was just a very bizarre haircut. It, yeah, it yeah, looks he, weird. He, he yeah. totally rocked it. Apparently, it's big in Japan. I found out, dude. When I when it's so when I <laughs> so, uh, f- fun side note, I I used to do a lot of hip hop, and uh, I had at one point in my hip hop career when I was actually doing shows and like going on stage and stuff. Um, I had a mohawk, so here's this fucking this 
punk rock looking kid with like tattoos on him and a mohawk rapping and uh for fun if i didn't feel like putting my mohawk up because uh fun fact mohawks are a lot of fucking work to get to look cool uh i would just throw it in a devil lock because i thought it looked fucking ridiculous yeah (laughs) Yeah. and they look stupid they look stupid as hell like i only did it as a joking (laughs) thing but oh my god you look like such an idiot when you have it on because it's just it's just fucking slick and just yeah, dude, just Google, out there. If you're listening, just Google Devil Lock, and it'll. And there's not a lot of other stuff that'll pop up. Um, it, it, it there's a certain. I, I respect the commitment to yeah. that hairstyle. I think you gotta be skinny to wear it, though. You gotta be like skinny and maybe wearing like a white tank top or like six two, or like six <laughs> two, <laughs> or like six two, and with like with like white skull makeup on your face. Yeah, yeah. then it, it. You know, I mean, he Jerry only does a good job of it. He, in fact. I can't think of another person that actually has a devil lock that looks cool other than him. Um, and he's, yeah, he's 50, man. He's like the, you know, he looks like an old wrestler out there playing. <clears throat> anyway, so that, I, I, again, I don't have a lot of stuff to say about the last bunch of songs. I, I do like most of them, um, but it gets into that sort of more hardcore phase before they broke up. Um, so it's fine. So a little couple, a couple tidbits just about the band that I found that I thought were just kind of fun. Um, so Jerry only, you know, the bass player, he was the one member who like stayed the whole time, which like, it's amazing that. So, so as much as there was like a lot of turnover, it's amazing. One guy made it through the whole band with Glenn Danzig and didn't, didn't quit. So I can only imagine like how agreeable a guy that, that he is. He's probably like the coolest dude on earth. Did like, Well, did he, you know? I, I wonder if he, um, if he got some of the royalties and stuff. Uh, he ended up getting a third, I think, in the law. Well, there's like a there was so there was like a lawsuit after they broke up because Danzig released all their stuff. So I think at the time they were together, they were they were pretty big, but they were big for like a punk band, which is like means not big. And then afterwards, they released this album, and they had a couple bunch of things got covered by Metallica and some other bands. So they they became like this really cool band that wasn't around anymore that nobody knew anything about that you'd listen to. That's what I knew them as, right? And um. And that was when it was like this out, this compilation album came out and all the royalties were going to Danzig and he wasn't sharing them. And so he got sued by the rest of the band and they sort of settled in the 90s. And when they settled in the 90s, like Jerry only got some of the royalties and he also got the right to reform the Misfits as his own band. So he restarted them up with his brother Doyle, Wolfgang von Frankenstein. And um, I forget. And then a couple other guys. Then they found some other dudes. <clears throat> and got back into it. Um, and then they've been kind of going somewhat strong ever since. They've sort of broke up a little bit. Uh, so one of the side projects that Jerry Olney and Doyle, I, I love his name, dude, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein, they formed a band because um, they got into religion apparently called uh, Christ Conquerors. Christ, <laughs> Christ spelled K-R-Y-S-T. Um, and it was, and I, I, I didn't listen, I didn't, I didn't listen to it. Cause I, I didn't bother, but it was described as, um, a, uh, hardcore metal band, uh, hardcore Christian metal band with barbarian overtones. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, I don't even want to know what it sounds like. Cause that's, although um, I do have uh, an idea for what my next album pick is going to be now, dude. I, I, I don't even know if they had an album, but I was just like, I was like, I don't even want to know, man. I can imagine it's, it's better than it would sound. I, I went down a rabbit hole looking at, at uh, Jerry Only and his, his uh, devil lock. And uh, yeah. 
apparently he <laughs> he ate his last uh he ate uh Sid Vicious, the night Sid Vicious died, Jerry only ate dinner with him with his mom. Yeah. And uh and they partied and then he died that night. Yeah. Mmm. Exactly. Yeah, they were like apparently good buddies, it's, which is yeah. crazy. So it was that New York punk scene, man. They were all like in it together. Um, the funny thing is, these guys were kind of like from New Jersey, so they were like not. They didn't grow up in like the West Village in like the sixties and seventies when it was like a nightmare. And so they were like the. Um, I think they were the like suburban the, kids. Yeah, the suburban kids. Yeah, exactly. Trying to trying to like make their name and be cool right yeah, you know yeah, right and yeah yeah so and it kind of shows kind of in their in their music um, yeah, city kids love ripping off heads and putting them on the wall you know what i mean we'll just talk about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's also like i don't know they're singing about shit they love when they were like they're referencing stuff it's like oh i grew up watching like i grew up watching the simpsons and i like reference simpsons stuff and they're like growing up watching weird ass sci-fi stuff and they're like i don't know like i kind of there's something about it that I, I sort of appreciate. Um, it definitely kind of feels like they're authentic to what they care about. It doesn't feel like that that part's yeah. Know, for. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think, think about that what... the stuff that they care about is not a thing that I care about, but at least they mm. care about it enough to sing about it. it. It's cool because think about like what all the other music was at that time. You know what I mean? Like, it's um. So how they we respect it because bad it, things about Billy Ocean, you and I, and they were different. But they were different even in the punk scene because they weren't talking about like that was kind of the thing that was kind of interesting is they weren't talking about a lot of punk stuff was like political. Yeah, and, yeah, hundred percent. And the, one of the reasons that they had such an influence on like Metallica and stuff is like, and like Slayer and all those bands is like those bands and metalheads were not political. They were just like, yeah, we want to be loud and party and make a bunch of noise and like scream about shit. And like we're just gonna have fun and have a good time, and they kind of lend it into that more than like, you know, if you listen to like Minor Threat or like Bad Religion, it's like you're want to like overthrow the government. You know what I mean? Oh my god, dude, Bad Religion. Well, yeah. fucking Bad Religion is all all government stuff. Yeah, they're but like, <laughs> dude also has like eight college degrees. Yeah, they're, they're good <laughs> bands, but I'm just saying if you're like if you're like you're like yeah, I don't want to hear about that. You know what I mean? Like this is one of the bands we'd listen to. Like I just want to hear guitars and bass and drums that like kind of sound like they're together, but I don't want to hear about the government. Listen to Misfits. That is what this album is. That's a very good description of so, it. And, uh, so, so one more tidbit, and this actually was this is for Nips because I know you're a wrestling fan. So, uh, um, so uh, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein again. Great name, dude. Like, what's, his na- what's his name? Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Uh, Jerry Olney's younger brother, by the way, joined, you know, graduated high school while he was in the band. Um, so what his wife for many years was uh, Stephanie Bayer, Bellars. I don't know if that means anything to you. Um, professional wrestler, Gorgeous George, oh. and the manager of Macho Man Randy Savage. Really? So, and apparently they have a weird relationship with like the W, not the, one of the World Wrestling Federation groups. I'm not sure which one. Uh, like WCW it was or something like that. And he had like wrestled a little bit and something like that. Anyway. So they're kind of involved in that world as well a little bit. So really? Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. huh? How things kind of turn on his computer. He's about to go down a wormhole real quick. Yeah. So yep, Sid I'm Vicious heading down that right now. Connect Sid Vicious. I'm sorry. The, uh, you motherfucker. the connection between Sid Vicious and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
Yeah, she was boyfriend of Randy Savage. Um, probably while they were married, actually. No, no, before they were married. Sorry. Anyway. And one of her names was Gorgeous Frankenstein. Or George Frankenstein, sorry. One of her wrestling names. So perhaps an homage to her husband. And that's all that that's all that's it. That's all I could find about misfits. All right. <laughs> well, There's nothing dude, else to know about the band. <laughs> I I like it. It was uh it it was our first it was our first punk album, right? Yeah. No, Nips had picked Nips Nips had picked uh Sex Pistols, Ash. right? Oh yeah. The clash, yeah, 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 yeah. Clash. Clash. Yeah. So I you know though, like I know that I know that they're like the godfathers of punk, but it's it's before before what I think of punk, you know what I mean? Like it still had like that that rock sound to it. I don't know. Yeah. What the so, fuck I, do I know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it, that, I, mean, I was I wasn't sure. I kind of picked it. I was kind of curious as to how you guys would respond. Like I I just wasn't sure, but I wanted to um, pick something a little different. Uh, I definitely think if you're if you're into like. Yeah, you know, just like loud noises and kind of fun. <laughs> like, like it's totally worthless. It's it's a great album. It, I think it's kind of like in some regards. Um, you know, Nipsey picked like the Black Crows, right? Which is a great album to throw on when you're doing stuff. Yeah, and I kind of feel like this is kind of like that in some regards. If you're into this kind of music, you know, because um, a lot you know what- it flows together and it kind of sits in the background really well. I feel like, um, aside from all the murder talk, you know. You know what I think of this album when I was listening to it? I was trying to think of a way to describe it. And I was like, part of me wanted to say, like, it's like a mile wide but an inch deep. But that's that, that doesn't do it justice. That's not it. Because this is like, it's not a mile wide and an inch deep. It's like one specific stream that a lot of people really fucking love. And that's like their lifeblood. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's like sweet nectar of the gods for like a select group of people. I'm just not one of those people. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I hear you. I actually think mile wide inch deep is not a bad actually way to look at it. Cause when you get in depth, there's not a lot there as you point, like, you know, you can put out like the mixing is kind of bad and like, you know, they're kind of using like crappy instruments and all that kind of stuff. And they're not like the most talented musicians and all. I mean, but like they really hit on something not, like, I think it's, they hit on something great. Like they're almost like a garage band that was like, like the best of the garage bands in some regards. I mean, they um, they have a they have a legacy like the Sex Pistols or like Operation mm-hmm. Ivy, you know, like they just like they have this following, man. Yeah, which which is funny because there's some bands from the '80s like that that like that like surfaced and then then just were done, and everyone just loves them. And maybe they, it's because they never made <clears throat> another album once they were popular. Like they never made that follow-up fucking album that crushed their career. Yeah, they never turned into a grunge band in the nineties. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, right. Which they hundred percent would have if they were still together. I feel like. Although, well, Danzig was still around and he kept doing his thing. Um, oh my god! By the way, <laughs> is that the who's what? Who's that lady? That is gorgeous, George. Yeah, so that's a devil lock. We're looking at a picture of uh, yeah, that is a major devil lock. Um, uh, wearing a yeah, t- I'm telling you, that's the mis- that picture right there. We're looking at. I don't know where this. I I guess you're listening. You can't see it, but it is uh, Wolfgang von Frankenstein with no shirt on, looking like a wrestler. 
Look, uh, dude, dude, looking then, like all he does is sit in the fucking gym and then play shitty guitar. That's 100 percent probably what he does. But um, <laughs> and then from the neck up with the with the white skull makeup that clearly took was airbrushed on, and then the long devil lock out front, uh, pushing his um. Oh, we'll put this on the beer list, man. This looks like made from hell. Oh no, it's hot sauce. Never mind. It is totally a hot sauce. Shit, I thought it was a beer. Never mind. I was gonna put in the beer. We'll put in the hot sauce list. It looks, like he, it looks like he yeah. cries when he jerks off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, like I don't want to like, uh, you know, the Misfits are a great band for like wrestling. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, totally, 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 well, totally. Like, with the wrestling world, as a wrestling fan, I can't even argue with you. Yeah. There. I mean, dude, a hundred percent. It's because oh I'm a Misfits fan, and I can't argue with it either. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I. Uh, so, there's nothing about this album that like sticks out to me as amazing. Like you think of like the last album we did with the Black Thought one, where it was like, "Holy shit, this uh, <laughs> this guy's no, lyrics are so absurd." This is the exact opposite of the Black Thought album. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite. Yeah. Part of the reason I, uh, I picked it, I was like, I want to pick something different. I'm like, this you could not get more different <laughs> than that album. But, like I said, I listened to it a whole bunch. I didn't make it to the end, but I was never upset while I was listening to it. And like it never was like, oh, I gotta skip the song. I can't stand it. Skip, skip, skip. No, it was not like that. It was like this I, I is, agree. Like it it's good like background noise for me. It wasn't like painful or upsetting. I think I just associated it with like shitty attitude your, at work. <laughs> and like, it's, your, it's your coronavirus album. It's <laughs> 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 like every time you hear this, every time London Dungeon comes on in the future in a bar, you're going to be like fucking coronavirus. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to wait a couple of uh, months until we get to my next album where it will be painful for Chuck and upsetting. Uh, oh, Jesus. Is it going to be a fucking. At least he said Chuck and not Fluffy, because if it was Fluffy, it would have been like, it would have been a wrestling album. No, no wrestling albums. Uh, it's not gonna be painful, bro. I, li- I like music. It's just, I, I think to like inflict actual pain would be like new country, like <laughs> auto tune, like auto tune, new country, bad. Um, I don't know if y'all heard the new Jojo Siwa, but that was excruciating yesterday. I did not. I don't even know who that is. Wait, you have two daughters under the age of eight, and you haven't heard Jojo Siwa? Oh, wait. Oh, um, we do this thing in my house where I control the music, and my wife controls the music. Uh, they don't get been- to choose ever? Like, they don't get their own choice? No. No. I, uh, at, a, at an early age, I said, uh... I don't want to be one of those parents that listens to fucking Disney songs in the car. So my kids grew up listening to punk, reggae, and hip hop. So well done, well done. Yeah. They seem reasonably actually, well adjusted too. I actually laughed today because we were we sat down at the dinner table. Like I made, I cooked dinner and I made like really fucking healthy dinner. Like it was like. Like, like fucking really healthy dinner and we sit down to eat and Eminem comes on the TV. And like, so we're just sitting there eating like this really healthy, nice dinner, like family dinner. And it's just fucking Eminem playing in the background and absolutely no one bats an eye. And I'm just sitting there going, I love the fact that like 
no one even realizes what's going on. And I'm just sitting here singing along to this Eminem song and everyone's just eating their dinner like it's normal. Like, yeah. Oh, whatever. Is what it is. It depends on my mood whether I skip the Run run the Jewels song or not if they're in the car with me. Yeah. <laughs> some some days I'm like, eh, you don't need to listen to this, and some days I'm like, we're gonna fucking listen to this shit. Maybe turn it up a little. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, with my kid, I have we have like a rule, like, like I'm like, as long as you don't use bad words, you can watch stuff that has bad words in it. That's like, the, right. you know, and he's like totally bought in. Like he's like, yeah. <clears throat> so he, I'm as far. I mean, as far. I mean, I don't know. He, he's nine, so who knows what he does? But um. But uh, I assume he doesn't use bad words. We're watching stuff all the time that has like the F word in it. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, thank God. I'm like, we kind of have an understanding, I think, as far as I know. But I think I like, listen, everyone needs to do do what they feel is right. And I by no means am an expert. You know, all parents know you make the shit up as you go. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. But I think there's some truth to if you don't make a big fucking deal about it, it's not a big deal. <clears throat> yeah you know if you don't give if you don't give like swear words like a lot of weight and you don't make a big deal about them and you don't like focus on them like and you just fucking like a, brush them off like like i don't i don't curse in front of them which i think yeah, helps so i'm like you know i don't i don't say it as far as you know you don't say it as far as i know like let's keep I, it that way I think yeah I, think I, I, mean, yeah. I think actually totally because there's a i remember at one point i had a con- you know you have like conversations with your kids Mm-hmm. And one where I was like, I'm like, because like words would come up in shows like or TV or like I'm sure at school, right? Things come up and I wanted him to make sure he understands what they mean. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I wanna, so sense. I'm like, look, I'm like, there's some bad words out there. I'm like, I know you don't say them. It's fine. I'm like, but if you want to ask me what things mean, I'll certainly tell you. And we had this whole conversation. He's like, he's like, I can't even. He's like, I don't even. And he wouldn't even say it to me in that context. I'm like, all right, OK. But um, that's a really good idea. I think I understand most of them. What does docking mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, first of all, that's not a bad word. Uh, Well, you should know what that means. I love, I love that docking has made like its journey this far in life. Like, dude, that episode that they did on docking had to have been like a year and a half ago at least. Ah, fuck. Good shit. I remember I, <laughs> so docking's funny because, all right, so when, <laughs> I don't know, know where it's right. going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never docked with anybody, but I'm like, that's not what it is going. But, um, so there's a band, so have you ever heard of the band called the Bloodhound Gang? They're like yes. Weird, yes. right, white yes. rap group kind of. So they're from my hometown. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, so my older brother, Okay, so part this goes back to the Misfits. So part of the reason I like the Misfits so much is he was like way cooler than I was, and he had this Misfits album laying around. That's where I first heard it. It was like it was he had like the tape cassette, and it was like this cool ass tape cassette with the skull on it. Did he put the sticker on his skateboard? I'm sure he had (laughs) a sticker on his skateboard, dude. Um, hundred percent. But he was like cool. Like he also had like Nirvana. He had all kinds of cool stuff that was like I'm like. Anything cool about me is because I was like sneaking in his room and looking at his shit. But um, he taught you how to make Mario Maker levels. 
Well, again, anything cool about me? I got <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything not cool? I came up with my own. Um, but uh, so so he was so he so his buddy uh, Jim Franks is like the dude who's like he's like the he's the guy who makes the Blood on Gang the Blood on Gang, and they were like. Like he was like his best friend in high school and they were kind of, he were in, he was kind of in the band together in high school and then, or whatever, and then left. Um, and then like when they were in college and stuff, so we'd still see those guys around and like they had the studio above the, uh, Jim's dad's garage like that. And, um, anyway, Jim Franks is the guy from the Bloodhound gang who explained what docking was to me. <laughs> that's that story I love, I love I mean, that. There's not a lot more like, to it than that, but I was just, how did it come up docking? with conversation? When he said docking, I immediately thought of Jim, and I was like, "Yeah, he told me what docking was." That's so fucking funny, yeah. dude. He's a that dude is a. I mean, I know like the blind gangs kind of have a bit of a joke, but that guy's a genius, man. Yo, dude, you can tell he's fucking smart because of yeah. how ridiculous their music and their videos are. He's yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can tell he's fucking. He's, he's smart the, as hell. Yeah, and he's definitely the Glenn Danzig of that group. Where he was like, "You have to get out. <laughs> you can." <do> <laughs> Um, yeah, the joke is my brother went away to college to make something of himself and then Jim Franks had to become a rock star <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is he would never made it so yeah that's funny anyway alright I forget what we were talking about but... docking <laughs> yeah so, so alright so I was explaining docking to my kid no um <laughs> oh, but I God. couldn't so I pulled up some videos <laughs> Yeah, we're like on YouTube. And I'm like, just Google <laughs> and that it. didn't work. I'm like, Google so then it. we went to Pornhub. Ah, uh, so my me uh, the time I, uh, my my dad learned what the shocker was. <laughs> we were driving somewhere, and my brother flashed the shocker at somebody, and my dad's like, "What the hell is that?" And my only response was, two in the pink, one in the stink." And he's like, "You can see his wheels turning as he was trying to figure out what I was saying." And we must have been, like, I may have been a freshman in college and my brother was, like, a junior in high school or something like that. And you could just, like, slowly see him break it down as he's driving. And then he's like, you kids are awful. And <laughs> just, like, <laughs> talk the rest of the drive. Oh, Bryce. <laughs> high school Bryce flashing the shocker with his dad in the car. I like it. Oh, dude. That's really funny. Hmm. Um, video games? Yeah, they exist. Uh, oh, there's all kinds of news that we could break down and inform people because you know we're so good at informing people about things that are important in the Destiny universe. Yes. but don't, or we can just not do it. We need it for Tuesday when we record with the other people. Yeah, yeah. No, I have I have some really important news. I was gonna say yeah, or we could just not because nobody cares. Um. <laughs> no, this is very important Destiny news. Well, luckily, since since this was the cursed episode, we got in two raid nights in between recordings. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. two raid nights ago, we won Phase Garden. Yeah, that was awesome. And it was the most fucking shit show one phase ever. Oh my mm-hmm. god! We like it we was, fucked up so many times. Left on the clock before we wiped because we couldn't res somebody when we killed the boss on uh, phase three. You don't think it's funny? Is we won phase garden of salvation, but that wasn't our fastest run. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It wasn't our That's fastest weird. run. Weird. 
but we still managed to one phase the whole thing. Dude, like there were so many like I there was one one part where like three people were down and we still fucking killed the bot like that was the second phase when we killed the boss, third phase. Yeah. Where we have to shoot yeah. the eyes. Yeah, it was and, like, basically like three people were fucking down. Uh, yeah. before the you need to res somebody timer ran out. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was fucking crazy. And so. Last night we ran Gar- or Chronosaro and flew all the way to the last encounter and then did not fly. From oh there. my god, dude! I was so fucking done. Chuck, you weren't on the call. I was so done with that raid. Like six wipes before we ended the night, I was just like, I had just gone into the uh, the fuck. I just wanted to be over phase. <laughs> dude, I didn't drink for like four days, and then I and then I drank last night. Like, like big. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, I was on one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Destiny stuff and things and um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Last uh, night was the first night I'd fired up Destiny since the raid night the week before. So. I played Same. PC. PC last week and it was the first time I had turned on the PC Destiny in 13 days. I was like, holy oh, wow. shit, it's almost been exactly two weeks. <laughs> Biff, how long has your uh, hiatus been? It's been a while. I mean, I haven't played on the Xbox in forever. It, actually, it's funny, I had to, can't, I had to suspend the, download, the updates because it was like messing up my internet. And uh, on PC, I don't know, like a month or so or more. I mean, I don't even know what goddamn day it is anymore. Before the before the world change, I I haven't played National uh, Teacher Kid How to Swim Day. Obviously, yeah. It's since National Teacher Kid How to Swim Day, I've been I haven't been yeah, on. I mean, it's it's the third uh, Saturday in May. Duh. <laughs> we didn't record that bit early, but <laughs> it's a running joke from earlier in our pre-show. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five currently is free on Epic Games with a bunch of like download bullshit that comes with it. Dude, it how old is that game? Dude, it's I, I, going I bought that game uh, before Destiny, I believe. 360. I, put, I finished it on the 360. Yeah, no, I, I have it, and I actually re-downloaded it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to re-download this game just to have... I haven't actually fired it up and played it, but I re-downloaded <laughs> it, and so I can't play it again. Yeah, I, yeah. I never played it. I like I had played the prior ones and I was just like, ah, eh, it's more of the same. Which it yeah, I got so burnt out really on those good. games, dude. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's it, it's good them? to run through once. Like you run through the whole thing once, and what's cool about this one is, um, it's not just one character. You're, you it, there's like three storylines, and you're, and you're switching between three storylines. Okay. And um, yeah, you get at any time you get. Yeah, they're all different, and they all have different, like, you know, backgrounds and skill sets and all that fun stuff. But, like, yeah, so, so you finish each one. They all kind of meet up at the end, which is fun. And then GTA Online is crazy. <laughs> that shit's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, so I got those T-Time guys. Are They play – that's one of the games they stream is GTA. And they're trying to get, like, a crime crew together or something. Dude, uh, anyway. cool. I, I, saw, I saw these funny ass videos of these dudes that were dressing up in like these uh these skin tight like green alien suits and shit. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, like the, some sort of green versus purple gang war going on right yeah, now. Like, you know, yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, like the blue man group, like the full body fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I, I, dude, suit. I've seen these videos. 
Yeah, so like these dudes are just like these dudes are all like dressed up in these crazy suits. They're just mobbing random strangers on fucking GTA Online. Like, imagine that you're just driving down the street trying to fucking go pick up some shotgun ammo, and fucking you get mobbed by a fucking van full of green dudes just beat the <laughs> shit out of you with bats, dude. Like what the fuck just happened? Yo? <laughs> oh, that's wild. But yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it looks good on PC. I'll say that for being an old game. I uh, I, I told myself. What? That I was gonna play something. Uh, I was gonna play some of the free Modern Warfare uh, game because it looked really cool, and I still haven't fucking booted that up or downloaded it. Yeah. Well, start downloading it now because it takes about a week. So. I. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's I was big. watching somebody play Warzone tonight. Sandy <clears throat> Ravage is my go-to uh, Twitch watch these days, uh, and it was so much fun watching him. Uh, mostly because he drinks the entire time he's playing, so I was just drinking along with him. Uh, but he makes the game look so much fun. I imagine if I actually get in there and play, it will not be nearly that much fun. There's a there's a bunch of people in Death RX that are playing it. Yeah, but they're all shitheads. <laughs> no, dude, Agent H is on the show next week. <laughs> well, we'll I find mean, out like, if he listened or not. In like three <laughs> days. <laughs> I mean, even if he started listening, you know he'd probably turn it off by now. I mean, fuck, how long it's on for an hour at least. Yeah. Why are you people still listening to us? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it, dude, it's so funny, though. It's so funny how, like, being locked inside your house without socializing with other people has led to less video game time than normal. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's it's more like, people outside talking to each other now than there was before the pandemic. Oh, like, dude, you would yeah. never see people outside. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, we got to get outside and talk to each other now that we can't. I'm like, come well, on. It's, it's funny, too, because like my parents and stuff will be like, oh, we should Skype with the kids. And I'm like, dude, as soon as I fucking get off of work, we are going outside and we are going to be outside until we either A, have to feed them food or B, they're going to sleep. But we need to go do <laughs> shit because we've been in this fucking house all day. Like... <laughs> have you considered just like attaching harnesses to them and putting them on a leash and letting them run around in the backyard uh that is a thought i i fertilize though so we gotta wait one or two more days before i can let them out in the backyard mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's not different because like I'm still working. Erica's working, but she's at home. You know what I mean? So she's working and momming and basically my daughter's teacher as well. So it, it's so different like between when I'm at work and I come home. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip, you know? Because it's like, it seems like it's more work. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, for sure. It's like yes. I work and then yeah. I come home and work. I was joking earlier. We, we have like a cubicle set up in our house. We like I have a cubicle. My kid has a cubicle, and my wife has a cubicle. And we all like go to work in the morning, and we're like, "Hey, you doing?" Like we're coworkers. Like we do see coffee. We're like, "Hey, what's up, Elliot? How you doing? Are you off <laughs> the office? All right, I'm gonna go do my thing." <laughs> you, you like you go do that. Chat, you know, language arts and math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go run some happy. code. You know, <laughs> it, it'd be easier if my kid was older. Like yours, man. But because like I have a four year old, like yeah, it's tough. I have to yeah. I have to set up at the kitchen table. Like I can't be in my office because my wife is secluded, so I have to be be available and around. 
I will so that, say though, I'm pretty stoked. Like we uh, we finalized our orders for uh, longboards for the kids, so we all oh, have cool. new new longboards showing up sometime next week, and got them pads and stuff like that. So we'll uh, start skating together. So that'll be awesome. Hopefully they don't break any bones. Yeah, hopefully yeah, they're young. It'll heal quickly. Hopefully we didn't bring the bridge with the uh, the forty year old guy that can come teach your kids how to skateboard. You know what I mean? No, we're longboarding though. It's like. It's, it's, it's a little bit easier. I mean, they all got short boards. Are like, you saying bo- you could put uh, two Misfit stickers on? I, dude, I'm gonna get the biggest Misfit sticker for my board. Uh, no, the their boards their boards are more like uh, shaped like old school skateboards, like when we were kids. Like you know, so it's just the kicktail in the back and the front front is pretty flat. Uh, and then the wife and I got got new boards too, so we'll have. My dad's making a fucking rack for us so we can have like six longboards hanging in the garage. It's going to be dope. I'm excited. Ding. Yep. I like legit though, dude, if I can get, if I can get those kids skating and I can, instead of like, let's go bike the neighborhood, like let's go skate the neighborhood. I can have my little gang. We'll all get our misfit shirts on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) still some vision streetwear. Vision. Like, Show people what's what. Dude, they had slime ball <laughs> wheels, and I almost bought, I almost like, I let the kids pick out the color of the wheels that they got for their boards, but I almost made them get slime balls because I'm like, dude, they're slime balls. Like, those were the fucking wheels in the 90s. <laughs> like, I can afford these now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is great. <laughs> you don't even, you don't even understand. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We have, uh, we have Discord questions. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. Maybe a couple of weeks worth. Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought we had more of them saved. Wait. Uh, Drafty sent me one personally. Okay. Oh so we'll ask Uh-oh. Davis's first, and then I have to go find Drafty's. Uh, so question. Can we call Pro Gwent Player Admiral Nips Pro Nips for short? I'll uh, leave this up to uh, Cliff and Chuck. No. I think it's it's technically it should be PG nips. Um, I, I would go with that. You know, PG pro, nips, pro Gwent player nips. I guess PG player nips would be their appropriate <laughs> name. Can yeah. we just say PG play nips? PG play nips. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got it. So I just so we're all on the same page. That was the perfect amount of time to allow me to find Drafty's question. Thank you. Uh, question from the, for the show. Does Pale Hippo know how to disconnect from Discord voice chat? <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe my favorite question for the show ever. Uh, I'm going to say no. What do you guys think? <clears throat> I'm going to say yes, he knows how. He just doesn't care enough to actually do it. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but that he cares too much and his whole being is wrapped up in being in the Discord chat. I, yeah, Dude, I love I when he's in our Xbox party chat, but then also on PC chat in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've jumped on PC sometimes and I like hippo hippo is my go-to person to hang out with on PC. So like I jump on PC and I jump in chat and I'm like, Oh, hippo's on. And like his mic is open and he's in chat, but he's doesn't have his headset on. 
So I'm just like playing and like hearing everything that's going on in his house at the time. Just waiting for him to come back to his PC to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I hope your kids let the dogs outside. <laughs> oh, shit. I like it. Uh, what else, boys? Not much. Music for the playlist, right? Day two? Yeah, okay. Day right, two? Fine. This is you guys fine. You want to... You want to put us there? We can put us there. All right, day two. Uh, we have, I, 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 we have, I haven't listened the last two weeks, so how many songs do we have on day two We so have far? four songs on the day two playlist. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess day two was just last week, right? It was Mark, yeah. Ben, yeah. you, and me. So. Yep. Uh, day two playlist starts off with Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Mm. Okay. How much uh, Zuzu Bedello stuff on there? Any, any of that? No, nope, that's not about, one of the three okay. other songs. Was that Chuck? Nothing. Never mind. Okay. Uh, uh, who Detective <clears throat> Ben Malone decided that uh, this week we will put on Herschel Thursday by Donal, Donovan Wolfington. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I- I, uh, he said, uh, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it. Not saying I don't think you'll like it, but I have no idea how you feel. Ha ha. Uh, well, Ben, I, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. So so suck it, Ben. Yeah. Um, I uh, I will say I generally like his picks, I, th- I think. I don't know if he's ever selected anything that I've ever heard of. Not very yeah, often. That is, both yeah. of those statements are true I mean, for me as well. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. But, there um, was a Buster Rhymes decision that he put on. <clears throat> I had heard that before. Oh, I don't know if I. Well, I know who Buster Rhymes is, so I'll give him. A, <laughs> I'll give him a dude, half Busta a point Rhymes, for man. that. Yeah, that dude. Like, I didn't take his fucking "When Disaster Strikes" tape out of my mom's fucking tape deck <laughs> in her Chrysler Concord for like eighteen months, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go next because um, because it's me. Uh, mm. I'm gonna go with the pick that I wanted to pick last week, but then got put on the spot to start the playlist. I'm gonna go with "Basement Party" by the Cool Kids. Never heard of. It. And it's it's basement B A S S. Ooh, I got you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see what they did there. All right. Um, who wants to go next? I'll go. I have my pick. So, uh, seeing as how it's day two, um, I'm just going to go straight to Pete Rock and I and I, Fake Injects. It's one of my favorite hip hop songs ever. And I've wanted to put it on for a long time, but I haven't. It, it, it's one of the greatest hip-hop songs in the history of rap music Sweet. in my opinion i like it it's great it. it's a really dope it's just it's just solid in every way possible it's a it's a classic and um p rock is that dude he's probably my favorite producer it's so hard to like put it like an order of people i don't do top fives or top threes or whatever but if i had to he's probably my favorite not that he's like the most technically proficient or whatever it's just p rocks that dude and faking jacks with him and i and i so 
Pete Rock and Grap Lover. So I and I is Grap Lover and um, Grap Lover and Pete Rock and Pete Rock are cousins. And Grap Lover is is Heavy D's brother. And oh, that's another good one. Ah. Can I add two songs this week? <clears throat> no, no. Although not. I will be on uh, Guardian Downcast next week, adding two songs. So. I mean, you can add two songs this heavy week. Heavy D. You need to add that Heavy D song. <laughs> just, uh, it needs to be on there. You can add two songs. Just the next one you can do in, like, like tomorrow. Uh, like, or, like, yeah. like yeah. Two days. five days late. So <laughs> it's basically because yeah. I had it on. Sure, sure. All right, sorry, uh, Chuck. Sorry, I just want to say go. that I, I'm looking at this playlist right now, and although it is very short, um, we do have five followers already. Thank you to your other four people. Uh, one of them. Yeah, I know. I, I, the other day I was like, oh shit, I'm not even following the new playlist yet. Um, but Admiral Nips, your song pick last week. Bravo, my friend. Like, I just saw that again and I was like, God damn, I'm so happy that's on our playlist. He picked Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> good choice. God damn. Yeah. It makes me so happy. It's a good yeah, start. That's a good yeah, start. Yeah, I was saying, yeah. So, so, so I and I is Grap Lover and Robbo, and then <laughs> produced by Pete Rock. They're all from Mount Vernon. They are really good at doing rap music. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. That'll follow Marky Mark well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two people left. Well, if you want Three to go, people, because go. I got my second. Uh, you go ahead, Nips. You can go. All right. So... The world lost a legend this week, and I watched Predator. Uh, so, Little Richard, Long Tall Sally. Oh, nice. Oh boy. Okay. I was, for a second, I was like, wait, who died? It was in Predator. I'm like, I'm like Jesse Ventura? I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, who did I not hear about? Well, I thought you were talking about uh, What's-His-Face from Best in Show and the dad from Modern Family. Like, uh, oh. not the dad, but the, the, oh, shit. the fucking father no. of the dad. No, Little yeah. Richard. Yeah, but that it's dude died Little today, Richard. too. No, but he died He died today or yesterday yeah. or whatever. He was a great actor. So I'm that's who I thought. Who I was like, I care very Fred much. Willard. Okay, yeah, Fred Willard. I was like, Fred oh, Willard was, like, was in Predator? <laughs> <laughs> dude, you see the dad in Modern Family. I'm like, fucking Ted Al Bundy's dead? Al Bundy's dead. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, the other dad in, in Modern Family. The dad's dad. No, when they're flying in to the jungle and Long Tall Sally's playing on the uh, over the helicopter radio yeah. and... Jesse Ventura is telling people he's a goddamn tex- sexual Tyrannosaurus. That yeah. movie is just so fantastic. And Little Richard's amazing. Dude, I, I love old See, Schwarzenegger when I, movies, man. All those that old movie scared the shit out of me. I saw that movie when I was like three or four years old. I was mad young, and that scared the fuck out of me. I used to call him the Jelly Man. I'm like, oh, the fucking Jelly Man is going to get me. Oh, that's so funny. That Dude, Predator 2 was why? like my jam growing up. No, I'm saying like no, but the, the first why, when, one. Uh, Justin talks about his son, and he he's like, "Yeah, Dylan," and I'm like, "Dylan, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> Every single time, I can't help it. <laughs> oh, makes you feel better when you're talking about flying into the jungle with the helicopter. I immediately went to Tropic Thunder. That does make me feel oh, better. That's how they go in. Great too. Yeah. Every time I hear Predator, I'm just like, I can't got time to bleed. 
<laughs> Love it. So, you know, well, okay. All right, what's your tidbit. pick? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Predator. Three actors in Predator ran for governor, and two of them became governors of states. Yeah. That is yeah. really that is interesting. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. And one of them was here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not a not a you watch that movie and think about these are the leaders of our country. Uh, uh, by the way, did say, Running Man come out before Predator? Because Ventura and Schwarzenegger were both yeah. in Running Man as well. Oh, they were in, Yeah, that's right. He was in Running Man. <laughs> Dude, Ventura's <laughs> house. Strangle me with my bare hands. <laughs> he used to have a really sweet house by this very popular apple orchard in the Twin Cities. And I was always hoping that I would see him when I when I went there. But of course, there's out. a very popular apple orchard in the Twin Cities. You fucking very popular white Scandinavian assholes, dude. It's such a good apple, dude. They're fucking apple donuts. Oh my god, fritters. I I'm sure they have Cliff's them. muted, and he's busy laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he is muted. So much better than those other apple orchards in the Twin Cities, I suppose. Dude, the yeah. other ones are fucking a joke. But this one, this one by Jesse Ventura, <laughs> yeah. that's the shit. I definitely went to the shitty apple orchard in the Twin Cities when I was there. Yeah, that's a famous one. Uh, all right, I'm picking a song. Yeah, you should do that. Uh, all right, so I listened to like a whole bunch of... So when I was picking this Misfits thing like three months mm-hmm. ago or whenever it was, mm-hmm. I listened to like a whole bunch of different punk stuff. And uh, I settled on that for the album, but um, so the the one of all the stuff I listened to, the one the one thing that my wife actually likes, so it actually is probably pretty good. Um, I'm gonna is throw it on the dead list. Dead astronauts. It's not dead astronaut. No, she's not really a Misfits fan. Um, not. She definitely was like, "Why are you listening?" Because we so we share a uh, Spotify account. We have like one Spotify account, <laughs> you know. What I mean? And she's like, "Why does Misfits keep pop-? like?" She's like, "Why is this weird stuff popping up in my?" Anyway, what's well, okay? We share it. It's her, she has a Spotify account. And I use it. Um, anyway, so the one thing we have in common, or the one thing that she listened to that I was like, oh, "That's cool." Uh, I'm gonna take Bikini Kill, which old school punk band, uh, Rebel Girl. I don't know if you can. Which is um, Catherine Hanna, I think was the. I think she's the lead singer. Oh, that, I but, found it. Yeah, that's a pretty great song. Um, <clears throat> so I'll trust her her tastes. Combined with my taste, probably okay. Well, boys, we have nine songs and 35 minutes on the playlist. Right. Oh, nice, dude. 23 uh, hours, 25 minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I'm really happy, though. Day one was only three minutes over. 24 hours and three minutes. Like, that's fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, the album playlist is a half a day. The album playlist now with Cliff's edition sits at 12 hours and 34 minutes. But like 700 songs because there were 47 uh, songs on that album. And each had about half 200, of 200, Yeah, 209 songs. 209 <laughs> songs at 12 hours, where the day one playlist is only 360 songs at 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Dude, I want to 100% find the album with the shortest songs on it. The most songs. Uh, they, they made those punk songs. Uh, short music for short people. So I, I I came close to picking. So there's a, I put a song on there before 
from this band, The Magnetic Fields, and they wrote 69 Love Songs, which yep. 69, nice. Um, and I don't get it. It's Please 69. Explain. It's 69 songs. It's, it's like it's three a, hours. It's a sexual of. position. Yeah. Oh, how does it work? Explain it's this like, to me <laughs> as if I was your nine-year-old son, please. <laughs> Dad, I learned this bad word, 69. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> okay, so, uh, all right. So when I was in high school, um, so, so you, you know, do, you get, okay. You get a jungle gym and then one of you hangs upside down. <laughs> no, so, uh, no, what was I? I must have been like, so our high school started early, all right? like early like 7 a.m or early like you were 10 no like eighth grade we like eighth grade was in high school so you were like when you're in eighth grade they're like all right you go hang out with 20 year olds um (laughs) 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 so those were not high school students those were the feds well you ever so bill and ted's excellent adventure was like they were like oh 69 nice that was like a joke and I remember like seeing it and being like, oh, that's so funny. I don't know what it means, but it's clearly hilarious. And uh, I was at a, uh, I was at like a swim meet or something like that because we had a pool. In our- <laughs> so we had a pool in our school. That's what you just hang off the diving board. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, uh, so, and this dude I knew so- who was like a couple years older, they were like doing something with like lap. They had like a lap board or something which would count laps. And he had it to 69 and he showed it to me. He was like, 69, nice, right? <laughs> and I was like, 12 or 13 and i just remember being like yeah it's awesome like you know i had no idea and then like like three years later figuring out what it was and i was like oh okay (laughs) but i remember that's where i learned 69 was in uh at the swim meet was it one of your uh 21 jump street friends that were 20 years old at the high school that let you know it was something like that yeah well you know like you know you know how high school is um (laughs) Anyways, that's where I learned 69 from. So I'd probably just take him to the pool, explain it to him there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I can't say anything without just, I'm just trying to suppress a laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say that this has been the most misfit show ever. Yeah. Like five beers in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mile wide, uh, it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. The episode titles just write themselves. You know what I mean? Every time I on this show, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a memory I didn't know I had. Yeah, that shit happened. All right, yeah. Anywhere. Ah, shit. All right. Well, keep it going or kill it. Yes. All right. I think that's probably it. Thank you for picking an album. Dude, how long is this? This episode is like six times longer than the album. This episode (laughs) is it. Well, it won't be the same because I got to edit and all the music, but it literally clicked over to two hours right when you said that oh okay uh so be like two and a half for everyone i'm no big city uh mathematician but that's three Mm -hmm. times as long as the album it Mm. is but like we won't listen to the full songs but then again i'll pull in parts of the songs so like it's really hard to figure out the math at this point five (laughs) years in 
I mean, it's hard to pull in part of a two-minute song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't throw them all in. Um, just You could pick some here and there. That's hey, yeah, hey, shout-out shout to the random uh, Straight Light Run stand that fucking started liking all the Potato Thumbs fucking tweets about Straight Light Run. I wonder if he's listening to this episode. Like, hey. I hope so. Uh, uh, dude, you should you should message us. Like, say something on Twitter or something, so we hey, know that you're still out there. Hey, hey random straight light run stand, hit us up. Yeah, that was pretty. That fun. was that was sorry. <laughs> You'll fix <laughs> that. Good host. <laughs> no, I won't. Fuck that. They need to know that came from the heart. Um, you know, it's funny. So on uh on uh, not to. Uh, you can edit this out. It's not for the podcast, but no. so I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's totally gonna happen. Track record shows he always edits these out. So I don't, I don't do like social media and yeah, shit. I've made, I have, I have a Twitter Apple's. now because I have to okay. post Mario Maker videos to it to uh-huh. put clear videos on for people to watch. Kind of videos. They can beat my shit ass levels. But uh, so I posted one and like you know they get like likes or whatever and like this this super hot Japanese chick liked it. <laughs> And I was like, and I just remember like, like I saw it. I was like, oh, it just felt really good. <laughs> so like people like it's not like you're because well, I'm like the Stray Light Runner fan, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm like playing Mario. And I was just like, yeah, this hot shit, it's hot because all her tweets. I was like, who is this? And I checked her tweets, and it's all like either Japanese or Korean or something like that. I don't quite know, but um. So, so check me out at this link for more exclusive content. Yeah, hey, yeah, if, if you could me. share, no, no, sort of because I have like seven followers so i was like oh man here we go oh my so, like, god blocking everyone who followed you <laughs> everybody Blah. raise a glass cliff just got his first fucking twitter porn bot Woo! Woo! I, yeah. stuck, well, no, well, I checked she actually does play that game so it's not totally absurd but uh this you actually fun. have 30 followers not seven well there you go 30 followers yeah who, who are we talking about here um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can find her, right? She's like the newest one or something, right? Yeah, hit her up like, hey, girl, check out my podcast. No, uh, Hazelnut, <laughs> who's definitely not a hot, hot chick, is your, is your, wait, is it, <laughs> what no. is her name? <laughs> I've been on a Skype no, not, call with not her Definitely no. not. <laughs> no, it's I love not her around. Oh uh, no, maybe it was just a like it. then. I don't know. Oh man. Oh. Oh buddy. Oh buddy. Anyway, somehow I found out I ended up on this like hot chicks thing, so uh, she was cool. Or I guess maybe she stopped following me. Oh wait, hold on. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell how to figure I I don't really know how Twitter works, so I can't quite. Is she the one with holding up the MGD in her bio? I don't know, it's like an Asian, she's like Korean or Japanese or Chinese or something. I don't I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was imag- my imagination. I think it was just a like. Oh, yeah, it was just a like. Sorry. Goodness. I, We're so proud of you, dude. Yumita Sadan. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Totally, totally worth everyone's attention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Do we have show. a skill for ending the show. Because that's not uh, sad as Back to, edit, back to editing like. this part out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you have to leave it now. No, it is. Yeah, no, it's way too much work. Okay, so that'll um, go into, uh, that'll go into uh, the the someday you'll have like the greatest hits and you can put it in there. I will say though, 
that this marks the end of our cycle of everyone picking an album. So next time we do an album, Ben, who asked us if he could do an album about three months ago, <laughs> will get to do an album with us. So uh, stay tuned for that. I mean, he can't but, be any uh, worse than Zans, right? No, I mean, dude, could be. look at look at what he's been picking for our playlist. Like he's 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 Yo, really I, taking it seriously. Yeah, I like I like hearing about stuff I don't know about. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of like getting different exposure, to different things. Um, <clears throat> just like Chuck, I'm sure you love the Misfits. You know, I mean, even though you don't want to admit it. I'm a huge Misfits fan, dude. Dude, I Chuck, mean, I, I, I I've ordered five stickers to make up for I the five that, that I should have purchased. Up I see this you point. growing that devil lock out. I know you're gonna be like rolling around with the white makeup on. Yep. We're gonna put some Misfits stickers in your truck. Yeah, there you go. Um. We we probably need a shirt that says Misfits on it because we totally won't get sued for that. Okay. Glenn uh, Danzig strikes me as the kind of guy who would sit on the internet searching for anything that uses his intellectual yeah. property. And Don't worry. Fuck you. Glenn Danzig's definitely not litigious. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, you should watch Veronica if you're out there. Go check out the trailer. Oh, God. That movie trailer was awful. He's making another one. He's making like a, it's going to be a Western, (laughs) a vampire, sexy, erotic Western. Again, short people, man. Well, the good news is we just wasted six minutes of everyone's life. Bad news is we we first wasted two hours of their time before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, guys, seriously, thank you for hanging out tonight. I was uh, super exhausted when we started this call, and as always, I am leaving in a very good mood. So, awesome. Um, yeah. Anything else? Nope. Just looking at uh, nope. Chuck sleuthing. Yep. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <All right. laughs>